If you're wondering how to organize unique live events that pack a house that people look forward to and they tell their friends about, then tonight's show is one for you. You're watching YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's go ahead and get started. Again, you're watching YFE Chat Live. Tonight's episode is episode 114, and it's all about event production with Morning Gloryville's glory agent, Annie Fabricant. This was an event, uh, a big event that I found out about by watching the Wall Street Journal Live, which is on my Apple TV. I was just telling Annie about this. And uh, the clip came up with the segment feature on, uh, on Morning Gloryville. And I guess it started out of London. Annie brought it over to New York City. So she's going to tell us all about uh, the concept because it's very unique. Again, like I said at the very beginning, it's one that packs a house and it's something that people really do look forward to. Uh, so we're going to welcome her on in just a moment. But before we do that, tonight's episode is brought to you by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. And of course, don't forget to sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailbit because that is the best way to stay in the loop with everything young female entrepreneurs. I did not introduce myself at the beginning. I apologize. My name is Jennifer Dono. You can go ahead and tweet me using at Jennifer Dono while we're going through this. Use the hashtag YFE chat to stay connected with other young female entrepreneurs during the next 30 minutes. Tweet your takeaways. And then, of course, our guest's Twitter handle will be right below this as well. So let's go ahead and bring Annie on. Annie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. So I'm happy to be here. Like I said, this, I mean, this is a unique concept of Morning Gloryville, New York City. Can you tell us a little bit about the origination of, is that a word, origination? <laughs> how, the, <laughs> how the event originated. Right, so the event originated um, in London a year ago, almost exactly. Um, last Wednesday, in fact, was the one-year anniversary of Morning Gloryville in London. Um, and yeah, it, with the, the concept, um, the idea was conceived by Samantha Moyer, the founder, and her friend Nico, uh, who as said he left in, in January to pursue his uh, career focused on rolfing and body working. So that was the first event um, a year ago last May and it just has grown um, yeah, steadily since then and the last few months uh, they've attracted, they've seen over 800 people come through the door for each event. It's a monthly event. So now I want to back up and bring it back to what this is that makes right. it so unique and exciting. You On your Facebook page, it says it's an immersive morning dance experience for those who dare to start their day in style, only mm -hmm. for the brave. So what exactly does that mean? Um, so it means that people come in the morning, they, you know, they're open-minded enough to come and try something new. Um, it's, yeah, so it's, it, but it's, so it is an immersive early morning dance parade that, that happens on a Wednesday before people go to work, 6.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Um, but more than just a sort of dance party, this is really a wholehearted movement challenging societal norms, early morning culture, traditional clubbing culture. It's like turning clubbing on its head. Um, so it's, 
it's really um, bringing, you know, conscious clubbing and conscious socializing to world stage. So it's, it's really like social transformation. Um, so we, we create the conditions and um, the space for people to really relax. They, 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 there's no drugs or alcohol. They're completely sober and they're probably a bit grumpy. They, most people don't like, <laughs> most people don't like mornings, let's face it. Um, and with our, the Morning Glory unique ingredients and our real emphasis on making people feel, you know, um, relaxed and able to shake off their inhibitions, um, people can really re rediscover their true inner selves and unleash them and therefore they feel empowered by that. And it's getting adults to sort of re to discover natural highs and pure fun and, and playfulness and and yeah, and they and it's really it's also to do with connecting with people from all different backgrounds and ages and professions because you know uh, uh, we are completely inclusive. We really um, value inclusivity. Uh, well, I want to so, talk about that since you mentioned it. I mean, you said there's it's people of all different backgrounds, and on mm-hmm. this Wall Street Journal uh, feature that they did on you, they interviewed a number of people that were all. I mean, and even Shape.com did the same thing. They interviewed a few different people, and uh, it was entrepreneurs it was Mm -hmm. people that worked I think one of them was saying that she was going off to the um, United Nations afterwards for a meeting (laughs) otherwise she would have painted her face but see what interested me in this event was that uh, we've had uh, in the past Susie Mayan who does Mai Tai event and it's all about kiteboarding she's a professional kiteboarder and she brings venture capitalists together to kiteboard so it's about a common interest more so than who it is who you are what you do for work you gather around something that you share a common value in and you celebrate right. that and I love that because I'm so sick and tired of uh, going out to events to meet people and it's all about like if you're an entrepreneur you go to this event um, mm. it's more professional and I feel like if you go to events or you produce something like this where it's more around an interest or a bigger why than just networking I think you gain so much more from it so anyway Mm. I am I'm sorry for just like bombarding that but that's what I was really excited about was that it was something more than just a professional networking event um so going back Annie uh how did you what was the process like of bringing this event over from London I mean it's not just in New York City it's in I mean it's all around the world Right, not quite yet though. Like New York was the first market, the first city to launch um, outside London. Outside London. Really? Oh my gosh! Um, so this is only just starting for the last month, then. Right. So in New York, the, our May seventh event was our launch event. That was our first event, and uh, the next one's coming up June eighteenth. And so we 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 did we did actually plan to lo- launch in in June along with all these other cities that we have, like twelve other cities. We've got. Barcelona, Amsterdam, Paris, Zagreb, um, in the US, San Francisco, Tokyo, Perth, Sydney. So all of them are launching next month and in, in July, and then there are a bunch of other cities like on, on the map too. But um, my co-event producer here and I, Harry and I, just we were just getting feedback and, and just here being here on the ground, we just really felt like it was no point hanging around. We really just felt like just going for it. Uh, we were getting so much positive like feedback just from 
you know, people we're speaking to, the, you know, in in that world, maybe once put in that world, you know, conscious dance community or the holistic health or, you know, or just just generally open-minded New Yorkers <laughs> um, who just love great ideas. So, so yeah, and bringing it here, it was it just it did. It did um, demand, obviously, quite a bit of sensitivity because, on one hand, you've got to be sensitive to what the London team have created, the unique ingredients, and really maintaining that and recognizing the value in all of them uh, and all the learnings they've had. Like, they're really, you think it's quite interesting that you see all this, this great feedback and response from the people that come but they're really behind the scenes the team are really opening and expanding their own minds and hearts just from being on the other side of things so being sensitive to that but then obviously in every city that it launches you you do have to obviously be sensitive to the, the culture and and the whole vibration you know of of the city so it's it's combining the two so i mean logistically then I, I I agree. It's uh, and New York feels like the um, the logical or the 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 next step past London. It feels like that would be the city, like you said, um, mm. open minded, holistic type people. And we're going to mm. talk about that in just a minute. But as far as the logistics go, uh, Samantha is the founder, right? That's her name. That's right. So, did you know Samantha personally, or is this something you went to her and said, "I need to bring this to New York City"? I mean, what did that look like? Right. So, no, I didn't know her personally. Um, I went to London in December, last December. I always go back uh, around Christmas time to see a family. And a friend of mine invited me, invited me to this event. And, um, you know, I was a little skeptical, <laughs> skeptical as most people. I was curious, mostly curious, maybe a little bit skeptical. I was thinking, like most people, why, why would people want to get, you know, get out of bed two hours earlier on a freezing cold, you know, <laughs> damp London morning. Um, and another reason, actually, that I was a little hesitant was actually I'd just done a, a week-long silent meditation retreat. So I just thought the last thing I needed is a chaotic rave uh, to, like, you know, disturb the peace. But, yeah, I was really, really astounded. I've been to plenty of, you know, I've had my days years ago of underground parties and, and the traditional clubbing and, you know, that kind of everything that goes along with traditional house music things um, where people are on drugs and alcohol. And I, I have to, the moment I walked in there, I couldn't believe how so many people, each one being sober, could have, could be so relaxed, no, just clearly no, like, inhibition, no tension. There were, you can, there were no ego and, and really... People were, everyone was really moving and really getting a, a workout, I guess, and really dancing. And they were also just looked so happy. Everyone looked really, truly happy. And, um, you know, however cheesy it may sound, it, it really felt like a loving, like, atmosphere of acceptance, you know? So you felt like it. So I, I, I thought, um, my God, this, first I thought this must have already been in New York because New York has everything. And then apparently not. So that's when I reached out to the founder um, straight after that event, and and then over the after the New York New Year vacation, I finally like uh, got hold of her and locked it down and got on board here in New York. So that's how it happened. 
So now, is this something that you were the first one that approached her, or was this something that she was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to do this soon? You mean bring it to New York? Or just ex- um, uh, to extend it further yeah, than just the yeah, London? Yeah, for sure, yeah. There was, they were seeing so much, so much, like, such a massive wave of, you know, uh, great feedback and response, both from people that you know, attending the event, as they call them, citizens, as well as, you know, the press pretty much went viral. It just, they jumped on, jumped on the whole thing from, like, the first second event. Um, and they were definitely thinking, wow, we, we need to bring this to the world. We need to, you know, this is, this is a movement of global consciousness, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, but then, you know, she hadn't really put, set any plans in, in place specifically, so... Um, when I came along and then, and then someone else, my, well, my partner, Harry, in fact, had reached out separately. Um, yeah, that's how we, we paired together and got it going from there. Now, did she, uh, did she say, I'm going to need you to do a fee or a franchising kind of a thing, anything like that? Or was it just more of a casual, let's go ahead and try this out in New York? Uh, no, because it's, it's set up for New York, like it's been set up for all the other cities. So I'm, you know, as you said, like a glory agent. We're all called glory agents in our respective cities. So it is basically like a franchising, um, you know, uh, the London team um, provide, you know, a lot of their, you know, their learnings and their material and, and, and they support, you know, all the glory agents, you know, daily. Um, and basically, they put up um, for the first few events. They put up like fifty percent of the the money, and then um, you know some of the the profit is shared. So, um, yeah, so it's it's working like that. They've they've really put a, a lot a lot of work in, um, you know, getting the everyone the agents connecting and and. And working together as you know, individually together as a team, and um, so yeah, they've they've set everything up. Um, works really well, actually. That's nice. Well, and you know, one of the things that's uh, that's important when you look at this event is that, like you said, you're a glory agent, and um, the braving. There's a capital R in whenever the yeah. the word brave is used. Right. Uh, to uh, I'm assuming to kind of point out the rave and brave. Um, but I think it's interesting. Seth Godin in the book Tribes talks about how important it is to form a solid community by utilizing your own language, creating this kind of shared way of speaking to one another. And I feel like you guys have done a fantastic job in that. Whereas you could have just started this on your own in New York City. Uh, right. On, but by being part of this larger community, it was already set up so people feel like they already belong to it so I think I see the importance in that but as far as going on like you said you have another event in June and this type of a thing 6 30 a.m. that's really like you said it's really freaking early (laughs) who gets up that early to go to a party Um, obviously they do (laughs) yeah obviously hundreds of people do Uh, so I mean do you see this going mainstream or do you feel like it's this holistic movement, I guess, you know, stepping back even further from just the raving, being able to have a conscious dance party in the mornings. Do you see that happiness, love, the, you know, kind of like the hippie mentality? Do you see that going more into a, a, a mainstream audience? 
Yeah, completely. I mean, as we already mentioned earlier, it's not just, you know, the hipsters and the burning man people that, that go to this. You know, um, we've only had one event in New York, but you can see how it's worked out in, in London. The demographic is, is widening all the time, but even since a while ago, um, it was pretty obvious that most a lot of people coming had nine to five jobs because the peak the busiest time during the event is between 7 30 and 8 30 so people you know people had to go to their nine to five jobs so it's not all you know um so yeah and that's so you know do you i mean so how do you course- keep if if it goes mainstream because one of the exciting things about this is kind of like the discovery of this underground rave like you said and it mm. almost feels exclusive. Like you have to know someone to know, you know, who knows somebody to know that this is even happening in the first place. So how right. do you keep it as you go each month and create a new one? How do you keep an event like this fresh? Right. Um, well, it's some 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 things we we orchestrate. You know, we plan as in we have like these new DJs will change at least one of the DJs and, you know, shift around some of the, you know, performing acts. But it really is so collaborative. It really, one of the special things about people going into Morning Glory is it's just, it's not, they don't walk in and think this is about the Morning Glory people. They think this is about them, you know. It's very much like it comes, the, driv- the experience is driven by, the people that come, we just kind of set up the space and the kind of loving, welcoming conditions. So it's really collaborative and, um, and yeah, so it's, it's kept. And I mean, if, if you, if you're going something, which is really an experiencing such like pure, natural, healthy elation and energy. And I mean, it's got to be exciting every time. Um, and then the, another massive factors the spontaneity that there, there are things the founder will tell you this that there are things that happen at each event that are complete surprises for her but then they're just pure magic you know they'll they'll just be sudden you know bursts of activity in a corner of you know break dancers doing something or just people being creative there's this new creative expression happening you know spontaneous um, yeah, spontaneously. Well, I love at that spontaneity is definitely something that I think uh, more people could incorporate into events. Something that surprises you each time that you go. That's a fantastic mm. piece of advice. Now, as far as the event marketing goes, that uh, like I said, I feel like a lot of when I look at it, it seems like a lot of people show up because they heard about it from someone. And now you've received all this crazy amount of press. So I'm sure, I think I read your goal was to double the amount of attendees. I feel like that's going to be something really easy for you to do next time. But uh, going back into how you set up an event like this, I mean, what makes someone come out at 6.30 other than spontaneity and um, the the feeling of elation that you're able to leave with at the end of the day. Is there anything else? I mean, one of the things that you said in the article or someone mentioned was that there's a dance team that shows up. Right. So it's I, there's more orchestration into the event that makes sure that when you leave, you feel happy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's partly, I mean, as I said, everyone's got to be on a level playing field. So even though and we got, you know, this guidance from... London, um, they were very specific about this, that, yeah, we have 
professional dancers, you know, that I like to call dance catalysts, the really oh, motivating dance team. Um, but it's not just about them being on the stage and everyone like, you know, being slightly passive and having a spectacle. It's, yeah, it's about them being motivated and, and inspired and entertained by these people dressed up pretty colorfully. But it's also about, you know, the audience coming on stage and, and joining in and being on the same level. And, you know, uh, similarly, DJs, we, um, you know, we don't have like big headliners, although we could, we 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 have great music and great DJs that perform really well, but no one that really like steals the show with their with their name. So yeah, so I mean it's a mixture of these things that like enrich the experience and um, and yeah, and I, I just it's just also it's just like driven by a core. Just I just think like society is changing and people are just more and more they crave human experiences you know going to the gym say you go to the gym in the morning that's great you got to work out but you know, you don't like this the fun and the the real sense of community feel which is so much about morning glory is not really there in the gym you know so, so this people is crave different. human experiences what i mean what's a human experience compared to like you said people don't want to go to the gym what would it i mean what's a human experience um it's basically being a lot of this, you know, not having our drugs, alcohol thing is, is part of this whole consciousness, mindful movement, being present. So then I would totally you know, agree with you. I feel like that's become so much more mainstream. Some of the things I do today, I'm constantly thinking this would probably a year ago, I would think of, you know, this is such a hippie thing to do or I think of it differently. But today, I mean, Oprah and all sorts of mainstream people, I feel like are making it more acceptable to to be drugs and alcohol free, to go to yoga, like the things that weren't considered um that were considered more granola, I guess, are, are definitely yeah. more cool, I guess. Exactly. So when you combine that at our events with with this whole fostering this atmosphere, which we work hard at with our team, with we have people, what we call wake-up hugging angels. When people walk in, it's not like they just hand over their ticket. They, they, they get welcomed, they get hugs. It's like we actually have a team of um, incognito actors who uh, whose job is to just make anyone who feels like who looks uncomfortable or shy or you know to make them feel comfortable and and special um so then yeah it's just for you just get an atmosphere of people of non-judgment acceptance and then and then it's in fact you know positivity and then then love i have to say it, it really is infectious so so it's that kind of human experience is meaningful um, and people remember it because they're not uh, intoxicated. Um, so, you know, well, I think I, that's... The more you talk about it, the more the unique phrases, like what were they called? Hugging angels? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, yeah. the, mo the more it's... Uh, every little detail seems like it's been thought out so that someone mm -hmm. it, that invests the time and the energy and getting up they really do leave with almost a guaranteed this was an awesome experience type of a thing versus when you go to a club mm. I feel like nothing is really thought out nothing is really intentional anymore when you go out at night and then you've got the the mix of alcohol in there where 
then everything is kind of up for grabs as far as yeah, what's yeah. going to happen at the end of the night. So I think that's yeah. so smart. Um, now, as far as, like I was saying, doubling attendance, now you've gotten some really big press and you are a journalist? No, I, I was writing, but now I'm doing this um, full time. As of next month, I'm going to be sort of heading up. I'm going to be the global word fairy. Congratulations. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'll be in charge of all the all the cities like com- com- communications and PR and all that. So what advice um, would you give for a young female entrepreneur that has an event coming up that's like this where it's unique and they're they're going after a bigger a bigger purpose than just putting on an event? How do you get in front of the press? Yeah, I mean yeah, well actually to be honest, the press, you know, response here for the launch was was kind of went, you know, it didn't go quite as we expected. Um, so, you know, the traditional way is to send out a press release, and I have to say it's pretty much uh, just shape that that we set, that you know wrote an article that we sent a press release to. The other ones just heard about it. Um, think in a mixture of ways from a Facebook and hearsay about morning parties and uh, and uh, on the, in the, I mean London had a lot of press and international press so from there too so um you know i mean in terms of marketing and, and promotion there's you know there's lots of different you know the, the traditional keeping people engaged in social media and then obviously you know communicating your your values and that you know that it's forward thinking it's not just about it's not just about the event itself you, you just really communicating that that this is this is a global. This is about you. This is not just about us. This is you know, it takes you to make the magic happen. So to really, so really removing the ego from putting on yeah. the event and even from right. the event itself, it's part of a bigger purpose and yeah. leading with that. And mm. I, I feel like that's the again another movement that's happening within the entrepreneurial community is that we all are kind of thinking about this bigger thing and removing the ego is so important in order for us to be successful and to really serve people uh, to to the best um, to the best we can. And so there's a couple of questions that are coming in the chat from um, at Miss underscore Renata and Renata she's an in events too now. Just to clarify, the business model in this is that the London headquarters um, brings it into the different cities and they put all the money up front and then collect the money and then there's profit sharing with the city. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be reviewed in the in the new year as, as, the, as the city, each city grows. But um, as it stands at the moment, um, for the first couple of events, London uh, puts up 50% of the money. And then the city and the city in London share fifty percent of the profit. Um, and then um, I think, like going forward, London will be taking thirty percent of the profit, and uh, you know, and uh, putting up like less. You know, um, city will be putting up their own funds. So that's that's how it's going to work. You know, until it's we're going to they're going to take another stand. You know, in the fall at the end of the year as all the cities get moving. And then the the event collects money through uh, the attendees. You pay to attend right. the event. And then also, do you charge money for the vendors too? I mean, because there's people giving massages. There's a juice bar. Right. Yeah, so what we, what we um, 
we offer for free the massages. So, but the actual buying, you know, the fresh smoothies and the juices and the coffee, that's, that's to purchase separately. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, that's it. And then a code check. And I mean, in, in London, they've actually been, I mean, here too, we're getting lots of, uh, healthy product brands reaching out and wanting to collaborate or partner or, you know, and, um, have a presence at the event. Um, and at London, you know, they've obviously been approached by lots of brands and, but, um, they, you know, they have been having, um, Occasionally, they've been having goodie packs where the brand would would pay them X amount uh, to distribute like five, six hundred uh, of their product for free for the S and D. So that, but but you know, the uh, Samantha, the founder, is is quite. I don't know if it's the word picky, but you know, she doesn't want a huge brand presence. You know, she doesn't want that that take a distract from well, the I love experience. that you bring that up because that's an issue right now and I've talked about this on podcasts in the past uh, what is, what bugs me right now about events is that it leads with the, the swag bag the idea that you show up and you get stuff from brands and I that irritates me because I feel like the motive then to attend the event is to mm. uh, to get the stuff versus mm. have the experience and I love that you lead with the experience first and I feel like if you bring in I don't know it's just going to be an interesting process to see how you and New York City especially uh, balance the 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 idea of partnering with brands because you're serving people by showing people that these are healthy you know conscious type of uh, companies that you align with but at the same yeah. time you don't want to detract from the experience right so I think that's interesting and I want to make sure that we cover this uh, there's someone in Los Angeles ambition uh, let me make sure that I get your Twitter handle ready right ambitionista LA she's wondering uh, when um, Morning Gloryville will be in Los Angeles, and I was thinking for sure that you guys would be in LA next. Right. So yeah, there's been a lot of interest, people reaching out from LA. Um, it's yeah. There's it might happen in in I think like August probably. Um, the next the next cities on the map. Um, to, to, well, San Francisco is is launching June 25th. Then after that, um, LA, Boston, Montreal, well, Montreal, Canada, and um, and Miami uh, over here. That they're all on the map for, I don't know. I'd imagine like August, September, but it's not confirmed yet. But yeah, they've been, um, yeah, everyone, all these people have reached out to London HQ. Uh, it was just actually really humbling for us, and you know, as a team, and and. Morning Glory, though these people have, have reached out and not even been to one of the events, but just really like, recognize the importance and beauty of, of bringing and want to bring it to their own city, you know. So, but yeah, LA is happening um, definitely within, within the next few months. Very cool. Now, uh, is, this, is this a company that's been venture backed in any way? I mean, is this something that Samantha totally bootstrapped on her own and got started and is just kind of expanding organically? Yeah, it's well, something that she started on her own with um, with Nico, and there are plenty of investors interested. There was just an investment round completed recently, um, so so that's that's uh, that's helping with this whole global okay. expansion, of course. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at, and we've just we've got plenty of ideas and, and avenues we're we're exploring for for scaling 
for scaling it in, you know, um, and for like a long-term growth vision from a business point of view. So, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what you guys do with it. Cause I feel like it's because it is part of this bigger movement. I feel like there's so many different ways and so many different directions you could take it in. Uh, mm. so it'll be interesting to see if you stay really specific and keep with just the morning stuff or if you go into other events. Anyway, I'm really excited to keep following you, Annie. Now is, uh, is there any advice that you want to leave young female entrepreneurs with either around, I mean, the holistic point of how we are forming businesses and what types of products we're putting out into the world or maybe even around event production? Right. Well, around event production, you know, I think as I touched on earlier, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just really about, I think, thinking was a brilliant founder, Sam does. She's a very, she's a big thinker. So keep, keep, um, like thinking big, dreaming big, and like you know, um, creating, getting a a really good, one of the passionate, skilled, knowledgeable, great team behind you, um, and you know, and really just you know, the, if there's always going to be other people doing a similar thing and competition, but really just um, just really just keep reinventing as a re you know finding new ways to uh to be creative and um and just yeah to follow your vision um so yeah and in terms of in terms of health products i mean all i can say is what you know the kind of ones that we we obviously are attracted to ones that have like-minded values so you know our values are you know that inclusivity and uh, transparency you know so just just keeping all of that uh, consistent, I think, um, would just help towards long-term, you know, long-term success and sustainability, so I think. Nice. Well, and those are both things that I can definitely appreciate. I love uh, the idea of having the big vision, sticking with the vision, but at the same time not being afraid of evolving and making sure that you're trying new things and really mm. trying to see what works, especially since you guys are so – I mean, you're still – it's been a year that the that MorningGloryVille.com or the, the event has even been around. So I think that's uh, just very mm. exciting to follow everything. So, Annie, where can people find out more about uh, the global movement as well as New York City? Um. Well, at the moment, we're on the socials, on, on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, but we're actually built in the process of building our global, because London has a website just, just for London, and we're actually we're in the process of building our global website. So, um, so at the moment, um, yeah, I have to direct you to Facebook, and you type in Morning Gloryville and the city. Um, same goes for Twitter. And Instagram, um, most cities have, have got going. So uh, watch the space for the I like your Facebook page, too, because uh, it's so inspiring. Again, it's not just about promoting the event. It's about promoting the lifestyle and the, and the movement mm. versus just saying, come here next month, that type of a thing. So I really appreciate that. So, Annie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. <clears throat> thank you. And best of luck with the event next week. Hopefully, we'll still stay in touch with you and see how it's yeah. going. Great. Thanks so much, Jay. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. So you're just watching Annie uh, from... 
uh, morningglorievel.com. Thank you so much to her for joining us. It's I'm really excited to just see what happens with all of this and where uh, the bigger movement goes. But anyway, so you've been watching YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I've been your host, Jennifer Dono. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash YF Entrepreneur. That's where all of the replays head up. We're also on iTunes in both audio and video formats. So you can take us to the gym if you want to go still to the gym instead of the morning dance parties. Um, and of course, make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mail. But thank you, everyone. Have a fantastic week.